0: Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Kapili's Solar Roofing and Painting. Building peace of mind one roof at a time. Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. And Tony Group. Visit the Tony Group in Hilo, Kona, and YPO.
0: Aloha and thank you for tuning in to This Is Now. I'm Dylan Enchetta. First at noon, a two-alarm fire burns through a home in Eva Beach. Take a look at some of the video that we just received into our newsroom. This was the scene along Ho'opio Street. You can see the towering smoke as bystanders looked on. HFD got the call just before 10 this morning. They rushed to the scene and it was promptly upgraded to a two-alarm fire and more units were called in. We're still awaiting official details from HFD, but according to the owner who spoke to our crew on scene, no one was home when the flames began. A dog was on property, but it was seen running around and seemed to be okay. We will give you more information on this once we receive the official details from HFD. And we also have another update to pass along. Within the last hour and a half, we've received the mugshot of a woman accused of arson in a Nu'uanu house fire. Now, police identified her as 85-year-old Beverly Shimabukuro. The house went up in flames on Wednesday around 7.30 a.m. The investigation in this case continues. In other news around Oahu, Honolulu police have arrested a man who allegedly pushed someone into the path of a moving bus. The suspect is a man in his 20s. He faces an attempted murder charge. The incident happened on Pi'ikoi Street near Ala Moana Center just before 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. EMS says the 55-year-old man suffered a head injury. He was rushed to the hospital in serious condition. A controversial bill that drew concerns over public safety has been deferred by state lawmakers. Under House Bill 1601, instead of arresting suspects, officers would be required to issue citations for misdemeanors, petty misdemeanors and violations. And that includes more serious crimes like driving under the influence and domestic abuse.
2: And... We
3: have made good progress, but not enough progress. We'll continue working on it, um, and it may not be until next session that we come back with another version of it.
0: Police currently have the discretion to make arrests for certain non-felony crimes. An update out of HPD, officers have recovered the stolen HPD gun and badge that were reported missing on Tuesday. But however, HPD says the uniform shirt with the name B-Pai Kai and jacket are still among the items missing. A 43-year-old man was arrested for second-degree theft last night. And on Hawaii Island, the boyfriend of a woman that drowned more than a week ago is now charged in a. A separate investigation. Police arrested 31-year-old Dylan Gap Sunday evening after he allegedly tried to start a fight with a man in Keaau and chased him with an ATV. Now Gap was charged with terroristic threatening and released after posting $5,000 bail. Prosecutors are also reviewing a second case where Gap allegedly damaged a man's vehicle and gate to his property on Keao Road in Keaau, and that happened on February 20th. Two days before that, GAP's girlfriend Kala'i Reyes drowned in waters off Hawaiian Paradise Park. Now, authorities have ruled out foul play in her death, saying they reviewed surveillance video of the area, which did not indicate any foul play when she fell. The final autopsy report is pending a standard toxicology test. Out in East Oahu, police are investigating several cases of animal cruelty. The intended targets are an invasive species. The government and nonprofit groups have been trying to reduce their population, but as are Ben Gutierrez reports, some people are turning to force
4: to handle the problem. These felines are some members of a cat colony here at Cocoa Head District Park, totaling about 30 to 35 felines. Unfortunately for them, someone has been targeting cats with four incidents of animal cruelty just in the last week. Baby.
2: Two cats were shot and one was attacked by a dog and another cat was shot in her spine and now she has persistent paralysis.
4: Animal and rescuer so Stacy Fujii says one cat was found dead Wednesday morning near a bike track Another was found shot in the head Wednesday night near Cocoa Head District Park's baseball fields.
2: In order for this cat to have been shot in the head, either you got to be like an expert hunter, or the cat has to be friendly and it would have had to look up at you and just staring at you trusting you and then you shoot them right in the head.
4: Someone also spray painted the message don't feed the cats. Toxoplasmosis kills monk seals. That's a parasite that reproduces in cats but can't infect any warm-blooded animal. Noah says it's killed at least a dozen seals over the years but the killing of the cats is still a big concern. Fiscal
3: year 2022 we saw about just over 4,800 calls for r- reports of animal cruelty that were brought to us to the Hawaiian Humane Society and this past fiscal year we saw just over 5,000.
4: The Hawaiian Humane Society has partnered with the city to run a low-cost spay and neuter program since 2018. About 20,000 have been fixed but at last check there was still an estimated 300,000 feral cats on Oahu. And despite signs like this at the Hawaiikai Park and Ride, animal groups say people are still abandoning their pet cats and kittens, and others keep feeding them. Fujii has also helped feed them, but it's part of a strategy to help reduce the population.
2: We gotta like lure them and kind of train them to hey, eat here every time, so then we starve them for about one or two days and then they'll run in that trap and we can get them home or get them a home, or get them rest, and get them fixed.
4: It's unclear if fixing cats will ever fix the problems caused by free-roaming felines. For now, police are on the lookout for people taking matters into their own hands. In Hawaii Kai, Ben Gutierrez, Hawaii News Now.
0: Firefighters in Texas are working desperately to contain wildfires that so far have killed at least two people. Jason Allen is just outside Amarillo with the latest. The Smokehouse Creek Fire is now the largest in Texas history and has burned more
5: than one million acres since Monday. It looked like Armageddon.
2: It looked like the end of the world.
5: In Fritch, Ryan Hightower says she and her family almost didn't make it out of their house in time.
2: We no longer got off of our street that the
5: entire
4: street was engulfed.
5: Hightower returned to this. Her home is among dozens that burned to the ground just in Fritch. And the danger is not over yet, as firefighters continue to battle the flames helped temporarily by snow and freezing temperatures. The largest fire in the history of the state of Texas
3: cut a path so large that it exceeds the size of some states in our country. There are about 400 to 500 structures that have been destroyed.
5: My three-year-old, this would be her bedroom. Tyler McCain and his family Are still trying to figure out what's next after their trailer home burned down. You want your house? (laughs) That was his three-year-old daughter's teary reaction to the sad news, and that pain is shared by so many here now facing a tremendous task ahead.
2: It's heartbreaking, not just for me and my family, but all the other families.
5: More help from state and federal fire teams is expected Friday, in part so local agencies that have come from around the state can return to their own communities ahead of more fire-friendly weather conditions coming this weekend. Jason Allen, CBS News in Fritch, Texas.
0: The race for the Republican presidential nomination is continuing in Washington, D.C., where voting is underway. But an even bigger prize is just five days away, and that is Super Tuesday. Willie James Inman is in Washington with the latest from campaign 2024
1: says there are no Republicans in D.C.?
0: Nikki Haley is campaigning for last-minute
6: support in Washington, D.C., as district Republicans start voting in the GOP primary.
2: Don't complain about what happens in a general election if you don't vote in this primary. It matters.
6: Former President Donald Trump has beaten Haley in every state that has voted so far but the former UN ambassador has vowed to stay in the race through at least Super Tuesday, the 15 states that go to the polls next week.
2: Nikki is still putting a a message out there and I support her message.
6: Haley's campaign announced that it raised more than $12 million in February, helping her stay in the race for the foreseeable future, but she's way behind in the battle for delegates. A third of the delegates needed to win the nomination are up for grabs on Tuesday, meaning Trump could all but lock up the race with a big night. He released a video on social media Friday urging his supporters to vote.
1: It's called Super Tuesday. It's big stuff. And it's the single most important primary day of the year.
6: Polls show immigration is the number one concern among voters right now. And both President Biden and former President Trump were about 300 miles apart in Texas Thursday visiting the U.S.-Mexico border, talking about the issue that could swing the race. Willie James Inman, CBS News, Washington.
0: Of course, political headlines can be tiring, with a lot of them focusing on the upcoming presidential election. But there's also something else to talk about, and that is the balance of the Senate. Here's Noah Pransky with how it could impact your life and community.
7: The race for the White House always gets the top headlines. But which party will control the Senate next year? And it's wide open may be just as consequential to the laws we live by, to the debt we'll take on, and to whether we invest as a country in things like green energy, a border wall, or paid family leave. Let me explain why, and the reason why the math is so significantly tilted in one party's favor this year. See, the Senate is made up of 100 members, currently 49 Republicans, 48 Democrats, and three independents who usually vote with Democrats. With 51 votes, or 50 plus the tiebreaker from the vice president, you get to control everything the Senate does and which priorities from the House and the White House that you wanna block too. For example, neither President Biden's 2021 pandemic aid package nor his 2022 Inflation Reduction Act would have likely ever seen the light of day had Republicans won just one more Senate seat in 2020. Both Democratic bills passed by a single vote. But this year, Republicans can take back control by flipping just a couple of seats, or by winning one and the White House tiebreaker. This is where the deck is stacked in Republicans' favor. With West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin retiring, that's likely the first seat Republicans need right there. The electoral makeup of West Virginia all but assures the outcome. In fact, the demographics suggest we already know which party will win 22 other contested seats as well. So let's instead focus on the 11 seats that will determine who controls all these important conversations the next few years. Only two of them are currently held by Republicans, Ted Cruz in Texas and Rick Scott in Florida. Congressional observers currently rank these races as not competitive at the current time, which means Democrats can't afford to lose a single one of the remaining nine seats. That includes Montana, where Donald Trump won by 16 points in 2020, Ohio, where he won by eight, and a bunch of other swing states where neither party can take any election for granted. And while Democrats have some strong incumbents this year, if Republicans flip just one of those seats or win the White House tiebreaker, it'll be the GOP that gets the gavel. So if you live in one of 2024's key Senate states, make sure your voice is heard this fall. And if you don't, maybe you know someone who does and could use a reminder about the importance of that vote. Noah Pransky, NBC.
0: Two climate activists have been charged with vandalizing the U.S. Constitution display at the National Archives. According to the Justice Department, Donald Zepeda and Jackson Green were charged with felony destruction of government property. Prosecutors allege they were the two men seen in a social media video standing in front of the display and giving a speech about climate change. Red powder was also dumped on the encasement that protects the Constitution. Prosecutors say the two are members of the Declare Emergency Climate Protest Group. Prosecutors say the stunt caused more than $50,000 in damage and the rotunda had to be closed for four days. Now to the community's reaction on Maui after the county has selected the best site for the landfill to clean up all the Maui wildfire debris. Our Chelsea Davis reports.
8: Some say it's a great idea because it's far away from any residential neighborhood, but others say it's so windy here in Pu'unene, they fear the wind could blow the wildfire debris to Kahului, Kihe, even to upcountry. At the county's weekly disaster recovery community update meeting in Lahaina last night, Director of Environmental Management Shaynagawa announced their final decision for the permanent disposal site for the Lahaina fire debris.
4: Central Maui Landfill came in first. So that would be the location of the final site for the debris.
8: As attendees clapped and cheered, Agawa explained how the Central Maui Landfill ranked higher than the two other West Maui locations. Nearly 3,000 residents took the survey. Among the advantages, it was already planned for a future landfill, and it's away from homes, hospitals, and schools.
4: Another key criteria is it's below the UIC line. The UIC line is a line that distinguishes drinking water and non-drinking water. If you're below that line, you're not affecting drinking water, which is the case here.
8: Disadvantages include distance. 40,000 truckloads will travel more than 20 miles across the island, inevitably causing major traffic concerns. These South Maui residents I spoke with say the positives far outweigh the negative impacts. Everybody just lost everything and you're pretty much taking the debris or what's left of their burnt down homes, their memories, you know, you can't put it at a facility that's close to home where they can see it, it's just going to be really hard for them to heal and recover from what happened, you know, so if they can bring it away over here and put it far, far away, you know, since they have to keep it on Maui, then this would be a better spot for them to take it to, it just makes sense. The county says they still need to acquire land to expand the central Maui landfill and find funding. The county hopes to have it open by next year. Reporting in Pu'unene, Chelsea Davis, Hawaii News Now.
0: Thank you so much, Chelsea, for that report. Let's send you live outside. This is a look towards uh, Townside here on Oahu. A beautiful Aloha Friday. Stick with us. Coming up after this short break, a look at island weather and sports. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver
1: Aloha. It's coming up. How's it on this Aloha Friday? The weather's going to be pretty nice uh, today and tomorrow. We will have some windward and mocha showers, but not a lot. Although a disturbance is due in over the state, starting on Sunday, and it's going to be sitting all the way through Tuesday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, cloudy with a fair bit of shower activity. So heads up on that. We got a big storm down to our south not going to impact our weather. We will see these windward and Malchus showers, but we're seeing fewer showers and we're expecting fewer showers today and tomorrow before that juicy disturbance comes in on Sunday. And these winds, they'll last beyond that. They'll run at breezy levels today all the way into the middle of next week, maybe even beyond that. So we're going to see a nice day today. Start out a little damp, only for a handful of windward spots. Leeward side should be fairly dry today and those winds will run breezy again, 15 to 25 miles an hour for the next several days. Surf's going to be rising today for North uh, Shores. Uh, they'll be coming up to 3 to 5. A bigger swell is due in over the weekend for Northwest as well as uh, South Shores. So that wave machine will be in full swing. So again, it's going to be pretty nice today and tomorrow. Lots of sunshine, a few windward wind, and malchice showers, not a lot of rain. However, starting on Sunday, we're going to get a disturbance that comes in with more clouds, more showers, and those breezy traitors. Those windward wind, and Malchus showers are going to be uh, more frequent uh, through Tuesday. Tuesday leeward sides will get some shower activity as well and then drier conditions take over on Wednesday
9: Hey, happy Aloha Friday, everyone. Davis here in the Digital Center with your weekly sports recap. We'll start off with the Rainbow Warriors football. The new 2024 schedule just came out and it's a packed one. The Bows were supposed to start with the University of Oregon. However, that game has been replaced since Oregon added Oregon State to their schedule. They wanted to keep that rivalry between them. So instead, the Bows are starting off with Delaware State. That's right, the Hornets are a good team. Last season, they did go 1 10, however, they do have Have a good rushing offense. So the Bows are going to have to play their best defense to play against this team. The Bows, of course, they do have a lot of returning guys. Braden Shager just recently came back. He once again had a more than 3,000 yard season with 26 touchdowns. They have star receivers. So we will have to see how the Bows do against this heavy Hornets offense. And we got to talk about last weekend, UH hosted a spring football game. It was the last time they were going to meet up for the spring as their are a limited amount of practices the team can have in the spring majority of starters didn't see the field like brayden shaker however we did see some of the younger talent come out including newcomer micah alejado there was a lot of hype around him as he is one of the top quarterbacks in the nation it was a huge gain for UH. So it was just amazing for fans to see these guys come out, see the future of the Bows. So what of excitement there for those guys. Alright, we gotta switch now to UH Baseball, where they're off to a hot start and have had some impressive wins. The team is now 4-4 and and we have to talk about last weekend's matchup against North Carolina State. At the time, North Carolina State was ranked 13th in the nation. It was a tough game between the two teams. North Carolina State ended up winning the series 2-1. to However, UH did pull off a comeback game to win one of the series they won 7-5 and it was just impressive overall there is a lot of hype for this team as they did get that win and new this week everyone Shohei Otani is off the market that's right he announced on Instagram that he is now married That's right. In the post, Shohei said that he is now married to a girl that he has been with for three to four years. He did not identify her. However, he said that she was in Japan, but she has been in Arizona for spring training camp with him. So. Shohei, one of the best players in baseball history. He is also known for having the biggest contract in sports history, $700 million for 10 years with the Dodgers. So overall a very impressive player. Congrats to him for being married. And we'll have to see how he does in this upcoming season. That is it, everyone, for my sports recap this week. Thank you for tuning in. And for more of the latest sports content, make sure to check out our H&N Overtime YouTube channel and podcast. Scan that QR code on the screen for more of the latest episodes. We just posted one this week. Thank you again for tuning in. Aloha.
0: Thank you so much guys in today's news from the feeds the infamous sopranos diner booth and c-3po's decapitated droid head all of these are up for grabs because they're going on auction that's the stories in today's take a look at this are you a big
10: sopranos fan how would you like to own a piece of the famous mobster show's history hey forget about it that means yes by the way and also no actually it means a lot of things anyway Holston's of Bloomfield, New Jersey is auctioning off the infamous Dinah Booth where a long-running and beloved show met its literal end culminating in a cryptic and divisive final shot of the titular family's patriarch the restaurant is renovating and offering the booth to the highest eBay bidder but with a starting price of 50 G's you better uh, make them an offer they can't refuse, capisce? Another upcoming <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> another upcoming pop culture prop auction will have hardcore Star Wars fans bellowing, bring me the head of C3PO. That's because Anthony Daniels, the actor behind the famous droid, is selling said head in a Hollywood memorabilia auction. The golden mask, which Daniels wore while filming The Return of the Jedi, is expected to go for anywhere between half a million to a million dollars. So only the hardest of hardcore Star Wars nerds with money to burn and a penchant for decapitated droids need apply. Finally, another rare golden mask was up for auction, but this one is already off the table. An ultra-rare, limited-edition Lego mask made of 14 karat gold was auctioned off for a whopping $18,000 after being found in a box of jewelry donated to a Pennsylvania Goodwill store. Reportedly one of only a few promotional gold masks from Lego's short-lived Bionicle line, the piece's impressive sale will go to benefit Goodwill's mission of helping those in need. For Take a Look at This,
0: I'm Jeremy Roth. A Lexington, Kentucky man's love for running has taken him all across the country, quite literally. Evan Leak shares his journey of completing marathons in all 50 states. They say life is a marathon, not a sprint.
11: A saying Dale Bittner has taken in stride.
3: I've been with Lexington Public Library for uh, just over 25 years. I originally came to Lexington to go to graduate school, and even though I never finished that degree, I I stayed here in Lexington and I started working for the library. I'm very comfortable around books.
11: So many chapters of Dale's life have been written in Lexington, but our story focuses on what's taken him elsewhere.
3: I had lost a lot of weight and uh, decided that I I wanted to give running a try. My first half marathon I ran just under two hours. My first full marathon I did just under four hours. Once I started kind of doing it, I couldn't quite get enough.
11: Race after race after race, Dale has been bitten hard by the marathon bug, and he's got plenty to show for it.
3: Little Rock is known for their giant medals. Maui, which has a whale on it. We saw lots of whales when we were there. This was from my very first marathon here, uh, April 6th, 2014. Detroit, Delaware idaho utah wyoming florida to
11: california even hawaii and alaska dale has done it run a marathon
3: in all 50 states just being able to see the country and all the different uh, interesting things and adventures that have gotten to have along the way
11: dale really has come a long way through the obvious physical challenges but also emotional hurdles
3: this one is like one of the most plain medals but It's for that 50-mile race that I ran in honor of my first wife. Dale's first wife, Leslie, who passed away in 2018. I had that little bib on my back, and some people would come up and talk to me about it during the race a little bit, and it's like, it's very hard to run when you're getting
0: emotionally Amazing story indeed. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a great Aloha Friday.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting building peace of mind one roof at a time. Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. And Tony Group. Visit the Tony Group in Hilo, Kona, and Waipio. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at
0: Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.